Hi, I'm Moses Apostaticus. As I'm sure you know by now, a total solar eclipse happened today in the United States. And, and I'm making this video because a couple of things have been happening recently that have made me think that perhaps this could be looked back on as something that was very significant. Now, I'm not a superstitious man, but I notice patterns. And I never try and have fixed ideas about things and I always try and avoid being dogmatic. And I also know that Western ways of thinking about history, uh, Western understandings about the nature of history are woefully inadequate. Now, most people pick up their idea about how history works at school or maybe later through watching documentaries. And, and this is my paranoid side coming out. It's almost as though the way history is taught to people these days is designed to keep us ignorant. Because in the, in the modern period, the modern way of understanding history is what we could call the accidental view of history, or accidentalist. People just, if, if they think of it at all, they think of history as just one damn thing after another. It's like a, they think of it as just a series of balls bouncing around on a table and that just leads to events happening and there's no way that you could know what's, what's going on or what's going to happen. And it's a, very, it's a very modern way of thinking. And ultimately, I think it's a very materialist way of thinking. And it's a way of thinking about history that was very foreign to people before the modern period. Before this modern era of the last few hundred years, if people thought about it at all, they thought about time and therefore about history as being cyclical. Now, I subscribe to that view as well. And there are some thinkers who have who have looked into this, people like Oswald Spengler, Kondratiev, um, and others. There's the Strauss and Howe studies about the fourth turning, which um, point to uh, a bit of a cataclysm, at least in the United States, but probably across the West uh, over the next decade or two. And uh, I, I find these theorists very compelling, and I think their understanding or their models of how history works much better explains how things have occurred over time than the idea that it's just one damn thing after another. So before this materialist modern way of thinking about things came along, most people throughout history, pretty much everybody throughout history, saw eclipses as marking historical turning points or, or significant events. So the most famous example of this is the crucifixion of Jesus. Now, around about that time, there were actually two solar eclipses visible in the region. There was one in 29 AD and then another one in 33 AD. Now, which one might have been the one um, that was seen when, um, when Christ was killed on the cross? You know, I don't know. I don't think it's really a very... It's not a very interesting debate as far as I'm concerned. Uh, one thing, though, that is interesting is that the eclipse that happened in 33 AD happened pretty much simultaneously with the beginning of a financial panic in Rome. Back in Rome, um, the emperor was Tiberius when, um, when, when Christ was killed on the cross. And there was some political intrigue around a figure called Sejanus, and, um, and there was a turmoil politically, which led to a collapse in confidence in government by the people, which then led to a monetary crisis and a financial panic. Now, I know a lot of people who, who are watching this who subscribe to the quantity theory of money might think that inflation and deflation are caused by the amount of money that's printed. It's not true. 
That's not correct. If that was true, then quantitative easing would have led to a hyperinflation by now. And the gold bugs would have been right when they're trying to sell you their gold bars. It's not that simple. Okay, It's a factor, but it's not that simple. Actually, when you have fiat currency like we do in particular, a financial panic is caused by people losing faith in their political system. And then people uh, rush to hoard physical assets because they don't trust that the future is going to be uh, be secure. That's what actually drives that type of financial panic. And, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll link it in later and explain why I think all of this fits together. So there was, in 33 AD, there was the financial panic, which corresponded with an eclipse. There was also supposedly an eclipse um, at the birth of that spawn of Satan, Muhammad, camel urine be upon him. And uh, eclipses have also corresponded to the fall of Chinese dynasties. Uh, the birth and the fall of the Assyrian Empire um, in ancient times was uh, marked by eclipses. The defeat of Carthage by Rome in the First Punic War, and at the same time on the other side of Eurasia, the rise of Qin Shi Huangdi, which is the guy with the terracotta warriors. He was the first emperor to unify China. Those events happened roughly at the same time, correlated with um, this type of total solar eclipse. So I look at all of that. And I look at what people believed before about eclipses and I think to myself, well, perhaps there's a pattern here. Maybe there's something to it. And then this, this eclipse, which I think we could call the Great American Total Solar Eclipse of 2017. I think that's probably the best name for it. Um, it's a 70 mile wide shadow, which which went across the continental United States about, um, I think it was around about, uh, around about 10 or 12 hours ago now. Now, this is a really interesting event because if this was just a one-off, then I wouldn't have thought to make a, a video. The last thing the internet needs is another Christian guy talking about blood moons or eclipses or some other, some other sort of nonsense like that. But there's something very interesting about this total solar eclipse. The last time it happened across the entire continental United States was on the 31st of July, 1776. Now, of course, Americans will immediately know uh, what the significance of that might be. But 1776, especially the 31st of July, that, that was shortly after the signing of the Declaration of Independence. So this is the same month as the founding of the United States of America and two days before, um, before the final signing off on the document. I think, I think it was done on the 2nd of August is when everything uh, with the document, the document had been written up, uh, my mistake, it was, um, it was commissioned on the 4th of July uh, and then it was on the 2nd of August that everything was signed. I think I got that right. Um, to be honest, my knowledge of, um, of some of those, those times in American history is a little bit patchy. But important for what we're looking at is that's that to me is pretty that's pretty noteworthy that the last time there was one of these total solar eclipses was at the birth of the United States. And and it makes it makes me wonder now, like I said, I just noticed patterns. Now, there are no coincidences and this could be nothing, but perhaps this could be um, the beginning of the end, therefore, of the United States. And, and I think that if, if things were sunny, if this looked like the 1990s, if we looked outside and just saw sort of um, optimism and, and unity and, and prosperity, then that would be a silly thing to, to, to call for. But when we look at the cultural revolution, which is now engulfing the Western world, you know, 50 years of cultural Marxist seeds of hate and envy being implanted in those classrooms and lecture halls across the United States, 
uh, and across the Western world is now reaping its harvest uh, of hate, its revolution. Um, people have underestimated this, and I've been writing about it for many years, but all Marxist movements ultimately must have their apocalypse, their their revolutionary moment, because a utopian belief system is, is unstable. You know, it's it's not like a religion where you, you sort of postpone um, the fulfillment of your utopian idealism to a, perhaps much later in history or, or the next world. These these types of utopian ideologies are not like that. Um, to sustain the momentum of the belief system, eventually, all, like uh, within once once it's reached a critical mass, this belief system has to act out in the form of a Marxist revolution. And that's what we've got now. This stat, These statues that are being pulled down in the United States, and now there's talk of it happening in Australia, and we'll see this. The left, they're not creative. They will pick up on this idea, and it'll, it'll go across the Western world. And they will begin, um, they've already been doing it, slowly, but they will in earnest uh, begin changing the names of roads, uh, probably demolishing buildings. There will be calls for the destruction of, um, of monuments and, and um, cathedrals uh, and all of those things. Now, we know that that's going to lead to a reactionary movement of people like me um, who will push back and, and we, we have an era not unlike uh, Weimar Germany. You know, I think a lot of people can see that that's, that's what's happening now. Um, and, and I think that seeing this event, this eclipse, and this this pattern this uh, that I noticed there, perhaps there might be, be something to that. Now, it could be, again, completely unrelated, but another thing which was interesting was um, President Trump, on the same day as the eclipse was happening, called a press conference. And it was, a, it was an odd event, really, when you think about it, because all he did was announce that they were going to send I might have my facts wrong on this. It's fresh news, but I think about 11,000 troops or something into Pakistan and Afghanistan. Now, the U.S. military moves troops around all the time. That shouldn't be such a big deal. But to make such a, uh, um, a noise about it and to draw so much attention uh, to the press conference and the way Trump spoke as though something momentous was happening made me think that perhaps there was something political happening there. And perhaps we might see... Um, a, a situation where the troops being positioned there in Afghanistan and Pakistan maybe have nothing to do with this war on terror, which is, of course, as we know, a project for greater Israel. Maybe it has to do with the tensions that have spurred, uh, that have flared up between China and India. And we've seen four accidents now of U.S. Um, naval vessels in the Pacific um, near near Chinese territorial waters, from what I understand. So. Um, perhaps there might be something, um, a trend happening there. Um, like I said before, I don't want to make too much of it. Now, I've spent quite a while talking about this eclipse now, probably more than I meant to, because it's not actually the point of the video. Um, I want to talk about um, something else, which is related, but um, but I think much more important for us um, going forward. And and what I wanted to talk about was um, this this chaos that I mentioned that we're all we all know is happening. Even the normies now they know. Um, that things aren't going to go back to the way that they were. And I wanted to talk about a possible theory for why things are spinning out of control at the moment. You know, um, we've had cultural Marxism for 50 years. Why is it now that um, the, the alt-left are, are, are coming out and, um, and really uh, trying to um, start a, a, a complete 
uh, teardown of, of Western culture and Western civilization. You know, why now? People would say, well, you know, the election of Trump, it's, it's triggered them. And I think there's something to that. Um, but well, then why, why did the American people go for someone like Trump in the first place? You know, uh, what, what's the big picture? And in my view, after thinking about this and looking at this for a long time and before before any of this was even on the horizon, um, I, I wrote a book about this earlier that I published earlier in the year called Civilizationism, where I argued that it's my belief that we are entering the end of a period which will be the end of Western civilization. Uh, I made a video about it before too. I think we're entering entering a, a period similar to the fall of the Roman Empire and the collapse of the Bronze Age civilizations, um, which happened about uh, 1600 years before that. I think our time is going to be like that as well. And the reason is that climate change. Now, it's not global warming. Global warming is an agenda of the elite. They they developed this agenda to deindustrialize the West and also to bring in to try and bring in a system of global governance. I think they failed in that. I don't I don't think um, I, I think by now they would recognize that they failed in that agenda, that the public don't buy it um, anymore. But although global warming uh, and that whole agenda is just bogus, it's just a, um, a, a, an agenda from the occult elite, um, there, is, there is climate change happening, but the world isn't warming. The world is actually getting colder. And you wouldn't know it, though, because as, as has been revealed in certain scandals, uh, certainly we've had them in Australia, and I'm sure they're happening elsewhere as well, um, scientists are covering up the cooling, the, the data. They're, they're fudging the statistics because their funding relies upon people believing that global warming is happening. Um, and like a lot of academia, science is as corrupt as, um, as any other um, field where government money has incentivized academics to... Um, to tell certain political versions of things. Um, because climate science is completely corrupt. And they, they've been hiding a lot of the evidence that uh, global cooling is happening. But you can see a lot of extreme weather events when um, when you look around the world. The um, s- snowstorms happening in summer months in areas where that would never happen before. Um, extended rainy seasons during um, the agricultural season, which is an indicator of, um, of things cooling down. And um, it's because now... This is a big claim for a lot of people. You know, the idea of global cooling, that, that's, a, that's a big claim. But it's based upon um, the assertion, which is backed by science, most of it coming out of Russia, um, because the Western scientists won't go anywhere near it. But it's backed up by science, which says that uh, rather than Earth's climate being driven by, um, by a trace fossil fuel gas, rather our Earth's climate is driven by solar cycles. And there's a, a clear pattern throughout history that shows that, and even the the normie scientists can't deny this, there's a clear pattern that shows throughout history that levels of solar activity, indicated by sunspots, is one way that you can measure it, um, have an impact on whether civilizations rise or fall. So um, the... The, the, the basic um, argument is, and as I said, grounded in science, not in dogma, and it's not something that's coming from the elite, is that when we look back over history, we can see that when solar activity, when the sun's activity increases, and we have these periods of um, grand solar maximums, maxima, then those periods tend to correspond to periods of warming on Earth. And when that happens, we have flourishing civilizations tend to expand and grow cities are getting bigger there's there's prosperity like i mentioned that that prosperity that um, we had in the 90s there that type of optimism 
that tends to happen. But when we have grand solar minimums, when solar activity declines, and there's, I won't go into the, the details here, um, I'll put links below the, um, below the video to um, link you to a few articles if you're interested in going into more detail on this. When the solar activity goes down, that corresponds with global cooling here on Earth, and indeed in the past has driven ice ages which have lasted for thousands of years at times. And so um, there is a very clear correlation between periods of increased solar activity, global warming, and civilizational highs, and periods of decreased solar activity, global cooling, and periods of chaos, revolution, mass migration, and collapse. And, and it's relevant relevant to us because at the start of this year solar activity became the lowest it has for centuries starting in i think it was the end of january maybe it was um, february our sunspots basically disappeared and even as i said before even normie scientists will acknowledge we've entered a grand solar minimum and this one is much um, the solar act, the level of solar activity is much lower than even the scientists who support this view about solar cycles driving climate um, believed were, were possible. And so this would indicate that over the next 15 years, we are headed into a mini ice age. Now, the jury is out on whether after that we will go back into a more normal period or will it represent a tipping point into a protracted ice age, which will go for much longer. Uh, I, I haven't been, I, I, there's debate on that. I don't think people really know yet. Um, but the last time this happened, about 300 years ago, a bit over 300 years ago, we had what was known as the Maunder Minimum. So in the, the late 17th century, that was the last grand solar minimum. And it was a period of civil unrest, revolutions and turmoil. And in London, the Thames froze. So it froze over in winter. Now, if you've been to London in winter, um, that doesn't happen these days. But during the Maunder Minimum, it did. And in the, during the Wolf Minimum, a bit over 300 years earlier than that, we had the Black Death. So it's, there is a clear sign that when the more complex and interdependent civilizations have become, the more these events have an impact. And of course, we are far more complex as a civilization globally, as a set of civilizations. Things are far more complex, far more interdependent than they were over 300 years ago. And so we would expect that should we have an event like the Maunder Minimum or the Wolf Minimum before that, that it's going to have a very, very significant impact on us because the more the more complex a civilization is the more fragile it is and and it, it's kind of like the higher you have evolve in complexity as a civilization the more brutal the collapse will be and and like we've um like we saw um before i mentioned with the collapse of the western roman empire in the fifth century a.d and then the bronze age collapse um of the 12th century BC, before that, those were periods where civilization had reached a high point. And then, it, according to this understanding of solar cycles, when the, um, the grand solar minimum hit, it had a very brutal impact because the civilizations were so much more fragile. And after the collapse of the Western Roman Empire, we had a Dark Age in Europe, which lasted for centuries. And after the collapse of the Bronze Age civilizations, there was a Dark Age in the Eastern Mediterranean. So um, that's, that's, that's the pattern so far. Am I saying we're going to have a Dark Age? Nobody knows that for sure. But like I said before, I always notice patterns. And um, if we, if, 
if this pattern holds true, then certainly winter is coming. So um, yes, I'll post the articles in the links below and um, you can make up your own mind. But one other thing which struck me when I was um, reading up uh, about this was regarding that financial panic um, of 33 AD in Rome that corresponded with, um, with one of those solar eclipses. Um, it was caused, as, I'm, as I said, by political chaos and a collapse in confidence in government. And that is certainly what we're seeing today. Even people who have supported uh, President Trump um, through his campaign would have to acknowledge that um, there's a, uh, a spiralling happening politically. And, and neither side, there's, we're not going to come back to a balance. Um, there's going... It's, it's only going to get worse before it gets better. And, um, well, could we see see the same again as we saw in um, in Rome in 33 AD? Could there be a financial panic, some sort of monetary collapse? Uh, as I mentioned before, I'll do a video um, another time about why I think we will see a monetary crisis in 2018. But um, but it may, maybe, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. But regardless, winter is coming. 